0: Hello from ABA Mid-Year Meeting 2017 in Miami, Florida. I'm Lawrence Coletti.
1: And I'm Cara Germain.
0: And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Cara Germain has not run off. She's still with us today and uh, she was the moderator, correct?
1: That's right.
0: At a panel session titled, and this is a long one, so get ready, it's Corporate Counsel Training Camp, enhancing skills for in-house lawyers dealing with IP, employment, contracts, and general litigation matters.
1: We figured that we're with we're working with such intelligent people they could remember a name like that. So <laughs>
0: wow, that is quite a mouthful. But uh, be- <laughs> it is. <laughs> but before we tear that open, I just wanted to uh, you know get to know you a little bit for the benefit of our listeners. Where do you work? What do you do?
1: Yeah, so I'm at Gallup Inc. and I'm in-house counsel there. I'm corporate counsel. I've been at Gallup for about a little under four years. And uh, I do a lot of contracts primarily, so negotiating on our client work as well as our vendor work. Um, we have the World Poll, which is one of our big um, things that we do. So I help with all of the negotiating for those contracts. And then I do anything from publishing to, um, you know, even outside of contracts. I do lots of um, other compliance matters as well. So we, re- we really run the gamut. Um, and I, I get to do something new every day, which is always fun. Keeps me on my toes.
0: Let me ask you this question. I always find this interesting with people that go into kind of the the corporate business council in house role. Yeah. When you started law school, did you see yourself doing that?
1: No. You know, it's funny how life. You know, twists and turns and you end up where you didn't expect to be. So I kind of thought that I would go the litigation route. So um, I did trial team and I did moot court team when I was in law school and I really enjoyed it. Really liked the public speaking aspect. Went into litigation with a firm that I clerked for and I, I liked it and I loved the people that I worked with, but I just kind of thought that there might be something. I'd be open to other possibilities, I guess is how I'd put it. And um, when I saw that the job came up at Gallup, I thought, here's a great opportunity. I'm an Omaha gal. The job in Omaha, and um, I get to maybe potentially touch some things I've never touched, and uh, they do international work, which is really fun, and something that I thought would be, you know, really engaging and different, so, and it is, I mean, sometimes I'm on the phone with folks in Japan, and I never would have thought that um, when I was in law school, so...
0: Wow, that's great. And so was there a particular event that was there something you read? Was there like, did you meet somebody and you're like, wow, this this is what I want to do? Yeah.
1: So I think what really attracted me to leave a job that I was, you know, pretty satisfied with is probably just because it was Gallup. So my husband actually worked at Gallup. So I um I knew a little bit about the company and obviously they're pretty well known in Nebraska. Um they're a Nebraska company, you know, that acquired the Gallup name. Um so that's kind of what we're known for. But they started out local. And so I had a a general idea of what they did. And, um, and just from my husband knew that they had a really good work-life balance and that they really were interested in talent and finding people that fit the roles that they're meant to have. And so when I, uh, saw the mission and purpose and just the wonderful work that we do with polling throughout the world, I thought this is, this is a high value company with, you know, as on a scale of morality, but just as well as the way that they do business. And that was really attractive to me.
0: Okay. Well, this is the big transition. So now we're gonna <laughs> talk about your panel title, just so our audience did not forget: Corporate Counsel Training Camp, Enhancing Skills for In-House Lawyers Dealing with IP, Employment Contracts, and General Litigation Matters. So I guess we should probably start at the beginning. You know, there was four panelists, as I understand. And why don't you just tell us the fifty-thousand-foot what was generally about?
1: Yeah. So the goal of this was really to um, have something that was structured for folks that maybe are transitioning to a corporate counsel role or um, are interested in the way that corporate counsel work. I think, um, you know, whether you're a litigator and you're dealing with corporate counsel because you're, you know, helping service them and their questions, or whether you're new to the in-house role and you're kind of looking for a foundation and some, some tips from people that have kind of walked the walk. This was just an opportunity to really get some different perspectives of folks from various parts of different industries. So, we had, uh, you know, Lockheed Martin, who's got uh, more than 100 attorneys on staff, and talking about how they, all the different things that they work on, and then we had um, folks that work for companies that may be a little bit smaller, for, so um, Luxury, LXR Luxury Hotels was group was one of the panelists works there, um, as well as there was a Fiesta restaurant group, so Yeah. um, It was a really good opportunity just to get a lot of different perspectives on not only kind of some best practices for corporate counsel, but also um, to talk about some areas of substantive law, which we focused on uh, intellectual property, contracts, and employment law, as well as some privilege issues. So it was really good. It went fast. It was 120 minutes. And I think people showed up thinking, wow, this is really going to feel like 120 minutes. And I think they were pleasantly surprised. So
0: that's great. That's great. So just uh, in general terms, like, you know, uh, just the title of it suggests that some people that are in the in-house role might not have the skills that they need in that role. And so when everybody was talking, what were some of the uh, the elements that you gleaned from it?
1: Yeah, so I think it was really interesting to hear the different perspectives that everybody brought to the table and just how different. I think, I think sometimes people get into a situation when, you know, especially if you're a young lawyer, regardless of the area of practice that you're in, whether you're external or internal counsel, get into the situation where you kind of um, defer a lot or you don't feel like you're able to, um, to take on some of those challenging questions. And I think what this did was really build up people's ability to see that even when you come in and you're fresh, you still bring a perspective and a background that is why the company hired you. And so I think it was great because we got to learn about how different folks' background really shaped the information and uh, the legal guidance that they're able to bring to their companies. And just seeing the different paths that people took to get to where they are was really enlightening.
0: Okay, excellent. So, uh, special treat today. I uh, made contact with one of our hosts. He hosts our show called In-House. Uh, Council, uh, in-house legal. I don't know the name of the uh, of our show. Its <laughs> name is Randy Milch. He's the former GC to uh, Verizon, and uh, so I, you know, I was literally flying over here uh, yesterday, and I thought, you know, it'd be great if Randy could give us a couple of questions. And so, really busy guy. Uh, but Thanks, the, Randy.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right.
0: But he he came up with these gems, and there's a little bit of a windup to this because there's a, some detail to it, and uh, I know that you can do a fantastic job. So. Uh, let me just read it off and then we'll see how it goes so are you ready
1: i i'm totally ready
0: all right here we go in many in-house departments the legal specialists are not responsible for supervising the related litigation work so an in-house lawyer working on the ip aspects of a contract is not the lawyer that works on the litigation that might arise from that contract instead the litigation department runs the case now here's the question do you think it would enhance the skills of the subject matter lawyer to be responsible for the litigation in that area?
1: I think uh, I think in an ideal world that that's absolutely the case. I think when you're working um, as a litigator, you're issues spotting on the back end. So you're seeing the, kind of the, uh, the missteps that took place months or even years previously. And it's easy then to see you know, what you would have done differently in that situation. So when you're up against those challenges, you tend to remember those as the do not do's, right? But when you're in the situation and you're working on the contract and you're helping negotiate it or you're thinking about, you know, the business needs at the moment, you might not be thinking so clearly about what the potential pitfalls are later. So I think that, you know, that's definitely a great perspective if you can bring both to the table. You know, many in-house lawyers do have the ability to, you know, they've they've been in different roles prior to coming in-house, and so they maybe have those perspectives that they're bringing with them. And I think another way to maybe mitigate the challenges that that presents when you're kind of siloed in a particular area of work is um, just communication with your teammates. So if I've got, you know, in, in our particular department, we have a guy that handles most of our litigation matters. And it's really imperative that I'm discussing with him, things that are going on, he can give me guidance and and vice versa. So one thing that I think our group does well is we do have a twice monthly meeting where we get together, we talk about kind of the pressing issues and we're able to kind of all put our minds together around some things that, you know, maybe we wouldn't be as effective at one on one. So.
0: All right. So you passed Randy's challenge number one.
1: (laughs) All right, Randy, here we go. Number two. So
0: here's number two. So here's a little bit of lead up, but not as much. So here we go. In many in-house departments, the litigation group is entirely consumed by supervising outside counsel. Do you think it would be a best practice to require in-house litigators periodically to undertake first-line deposition, motion, trial, and appellate work to maintain their skills and better supervise outside counsel?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. I think um, I think as inside counsel, you're always you know trying to think about kind of like the last question, trying to think about the things that you're doing now that could come up later. And I think that when you're trained as a litigator and you're you're forced to go through taking depositions and and understanding the process of um, kind of the cat and mouse game that litigation involves, that that helps you be a better, well-rounded attorney. I think unfortunately that you know most. People can't put on all the hats at once, and so we don't get that opportunity. But I also think another great thing that um, that Randy, Randy, I almost got your name wrong. I'm sorry. I think another. I got a
0: show wrong. Don't feel bad.
1: <laughs> I think another good point that that Randy's question kind of um, kind of leans to. It's just the fact that it's really important for in-house lawyers to become really familiar with their areas of business. So to get it kind of on the ground level and, you know, at Gallup we do a lot of polling and we do data collection. So we have interviewers that are calling, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people every day, getting their opinions from anything to um, you know, the politics which everybody knows us for, but also, you know, customer engagement. How satisfied are they with the products they buy and the services that they use. So, um, you know, I think having the opportunity to maybe like do something like that where you're actually doing the interviewing or you're actually on the front lines would also be a very cool thing that would be a neat opportunity for in-house counsel.
0: Well, I think uh, our host, Randy Milch, host of, and I'm going to get it right this time, in-house legal, he would be very proud of you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Randy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I just have two more questions for you. So one of them is, you know, related to the panel. Well, they're both related to the panel. One of them is, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, so just giving you fair warning. So your biggest takeaway from the panel session today was?
1: Um, I think it was just the maybe some best practices for getting your internal clients, who are really the employees of the company, right, getting them to trust you and feel as though they can share with you so that you are not kind of this uh, person that's sitting atop an ivory tower. I think too many, you know, in-house counsel, whether, you know, probably not purposefully, but we kind of get stuck in our grind and we've got a lot to do. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, most of us are are pretty busy all the time. And so it's easy to just kind of get stuck in your office and not go and explore those relationships. But really, it's those relationships that end up being, you know, the people that we need to help us, you know, effectuate the best contracts or the people that we need to help us with the investigation. So, you know, developing those relationships, I think, is key no matter what area of practice um, that you're in It if you're an in-house counsel. So.
0: All right. Here's the on-the-spot question.
1: <gasps> oh, okay. Here we go.
0: So you saw four people present during the session. Which one was your favorite?
1: Oh, that is so not fair. That is that is so not fair at all. I thought that each of them had really good perspectives to bring to the table. Um, I will say that Jeffrey Mayer, who was you know representing the the lone uh, external practitioner, whose primary job is litigation, I would say that he brought a really great kind of counterpoint to a lot of the discussion that the uh, corporate counsel were bringing, just because he brings that kind of other perspective. So I really liked that, that we included him on the panel as well. Um, I thought that that was a really nice way to, um, to kind of see the way that, you know, in-house and external counsel work together, as well as see what his impression was of some of the most successful in-house counsel. So, yeah. And
0: because I lied, Kara, <laughs> I do have one more question for you. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm totally ready.
0: All right. So... Obviously, we're, we're putting out these interviews in conjunction with the American Bar Association, but we're also putting them out on our channel. So chances are there's going to be some attorneys out there listening. At least, at least that, that's what we hope. <laughs> so if they wanted to follow up with you, learn a little bit more about what we discussed today and what you discussed in your panel, uh, yeah. how, how can they reach you?
1: Yeah. So I think one thing that I would say is check out the uh, tort trial and insurance practice page on the ABA's website. That's who sponsored this. uh, It was the subsection of that group, that corporate counsel group that actually sponsored this CLE. And so if you are interested in that, we do lots of great programming. And I think that would be a great uh, way to either get involved or at least come and join us at some of these events. And then secondly, um, I'm on Twitter and my handle is at Kara Germain, K-A-R-A. J-E-R-M-A-I-N. And I'd love to hear from you.
0: That's great. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guest, Kara Jermaine, for joining us. And also thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road, Legal Talk Network. Hey! Okay. Yeah,
1: all right. Was it good? Was it yeah, okay? Was
0: okay? If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com.